Okay, uh, good evening, everybody. Um, thank you for the introduction. So, um, <coughs> so today's uh, topic is um, uh, research or R&D uh, oriented startup firms in Japan, uh, what they are and what they do. As, as uh, introduced uh, as in, in, no in, in, in the introduction, uh, my research fields are uh, innovation and entrepreneurship. Um, and uh, the, the research uh, on which uh, today's presentation is based is a mixture of these uh, research fields. Um, I'm, um, I'm a microeconomist, an empirical uh, economist on the fields of industrial organization. And uh, so usually, or often, economists use uh, mathematics and uh, so many equations and such things. But uh, so um, today, in, this in my presentation, I don't use any mathematics or uh, uh, no uh, equations. But um, I present um, um, some uh, descriptions about uh, the situation of uh, R&D-oriented uh, uh, new firms in uh, recent Japan, and also um, yeah, some analysis uh, from or, or some findings uh, from analysis in my recent research. So um, this presentation uh, aimed at. Um, showing you um, the characteristics of R&D-oriented uh, startups in Japan and their founders. Um, as I told you, my uh, research field, uh, some, uh, uh, my major is the topic is entrepreneurship. And in this topic, not only the firm, but also uh, the founder or entrepreneur is the center of uh, the research. So it is important for me uh, to show you uh, who are, or what are the founders of these firms in Japan. And second, uh, how they uh, conduct R&D and uh, what they achieve as innovation uh, and as well as how uh, the R&D innovation change over time. Over time means uh, during four years of observation period. And lastly, uh, I will also show you the determinants of uh, the R&D innovation. And here I focus on especially focusing the founders' human capital, measured as education and also job experience. So uh, let me uh, present some background of my research. Um, yeah, since the seminar work uh, by Joseph Schumpeter, um, um, many researchers uh, have evidence of the contribution uh, of uh, new firms or startups or entrepreneurship to innovation and economic growth. Uh, however, as you know, in the last 20 years, the entrepreneurship in Japan has been stagnating yeah, to a very uh, critical uh, um, extent. Um, yeah, indeed. So and here, uh, unfortunately, I, have, I don't have here the, the tables or figures, but um, yeah, since the last 20 years, or uh, since the, the beginning of 1990s, the stop ratio, the, so the ratio of birth of new firms has been lower than the, uh, the, the closure ratio. It means that the number of establishment of firms in Japan has been decreasing over the last two decades. And um, especially uh, in the manufacturing sector where uh, the most part of innovation is generated, yeah, we can record a very low ratio of uh, new firm formation. 
So the uh, Japanese government uh, has, prom has been promoting uh, or um, um, stimulating uh, their from formation or entrepreneurship that the last, last uh, half of 1990s, however, to date, without much success. But I believe that it is not only important to promote uh, new firm startups, but also, or may, rather, it's more important uh, to um, support uh, the growth or survival of new firms. Because, not in Japan, but uh, as um, in uh, many other countries, uh, most um, new firms stagnate after startup. So rather, uh, some part of them um, diminish, disappear in, uh, within a couple of years. And only a small portion of firms can grow to larger firms. And it's also true in Japan. And here in this presentation or in the research, I focus on the research intensive or uh, uh, in this present R&D uh, oriented startups uh, because uh, such firms are, uh, I believe, uh, the engine of growth and innovation. Um, though uh, they cost more uh, in the entire entrepreneurship. <coughs> And um, so uh, the research, uh, recent uh, studies on entrepreneurship have concentrated or um, um, uh, focused on the dynamic force of new firm formation. Um, <coughs> however, uh, the empirical research on entrepreneurship in Japan is rather uh, scarce, has been scarce because of data constraints. So this is why I um, had made um, a panel uh, or repeated uh, survey questionnaire uh, research to gather a uh, um, complete data set of Japanese uh, research intensive uh, startups. <coughs> so, and as I told you, um, um, recently um, uh, many researchers, not only research but also policymakers, uh, has interest in uh, entrepreneurship, especially uh, research intensive oriented entrepreneurship and the innovation. Uh, and also in Japan, uh, since uh, in, in the last 10 years, uh, apical research um, on entrepreneurship is, has been increasing. However, um, most of such studies uh, target uh, new firms in general. It means mostly the service sector. So mostly, uh, uh, they are mostly um, firms in, for example, in hotel, or uh, eating, drinking uh, sector, or a very simple service sector. So m most of them are not directly related to uh, innovation or R&D. Um, but it is not only Japan, but also in other countries, other industrial countries. And as, I as far as I know, uh, the only uh, competition to my project is an Italian project. So made, conducted in uh, Milan, uh, Politico in Milano, <coughs> so they conducted um, um, a panel survey on R&D in these firms in the 1990s. <coughs> and in Japan, um, JFC uh, means um, uh, Japan Finance Corporation, uh, uh, formerly Kokumin uh, Sekatsuki Yukoko, so People's uh, Finance Corporation. Today, uh, they uh, called uh, JFC. So they uh, makes every year uh, survey research on their customer firms, so uh, to which uh, they lend money. 
So they have the, uh, these um, surveys since uh, more than 20 years, uh, but um, it is only uh, since uh, the late 1990s uh, that uh, they began to construct panel dataset. It means so they follow uh, the firms in the first survey every year. Um, but unfortunately, uh, the most customer firms of GFC are so service in service sectors, so they have no information of, uh, on R&D. So in this sense, um, my project is, uh, at least in Japan, the only one uh, that cover uh, the most uh, R&D intensive or R&D oriented start firms, uh, startup firms in Japan. So how uh, my research or project looks like. Um, <coughs> uh, my project is um, financed by JSPS, uh, Japan uh, Society for the Promotion of Sciences, a uh, granted aid in scientific research project. Uh, the title of the project is Quantitative and Qualitative Study on the Life Cycle of an Innovation by R&D-Oriented uh, Firms. Um, I uh, conduct this re uh, research uh, from the fiscal years uh, 2008 to 2011, so for four years. So uh, this project was already finished. And now uh, I uh, obtain so many ideas from this database and writing papers. And some of the papers were published. <coughs> uh, okay, uh, in this uh, research, in the first wave, I targeted uh, most of uh, the um, startup firms in Japan uh, as new corporations um, in the manufacturing and software sectors uh, that uh, were founded between January uh, 2007 and August or summer uh, 2008. So I <coughs> sent uh, the questionnaire uh, survey letters uh, to uh, more than 14,000 firms. As I told you, the coverage is quite large. So in the first, in the first wave of the survey, I uh, obtained uh, uh, almost uh, uh, 1,500 responses. Uh, this corresponds to the 11% of a response ratio. This is um, yeah quite low, but um, so unfortunately, uh, most Japanese stop, most of Japanese startups or founder of these firms are very busy, so they are, they are the jack of the how to say uh, all um, um, <coughs> hmm? jack of all oh, all trades. Uh, so <laughs> they're very busy, and uh, a part of these firms were already closed when I conducted the first survey, or they were not yet in operation. So, okay, uh, in the first wave, I, I obtained uh, effective responses uh, from 1,500 firms and repeated uh, the survey waves with uh, similar questions uh, four times. And every time, some part dropped out or dropped off. And, but at least uh, till uh, the first and last survey, uh, I obtained uh, about uh, 500 effective responses. So this is a base uh, for my panel data set. And um, <coughs> uh, some information about uh, the representativeness of my uh, data or uh, entrepreneurs. So uh, this research is based on the TSR, Tokyo Shoko Research Database. Uh, this is one of the major uh, credit research institutes in Japan. Um, so they, but they gathered uh, the information on new cooperation uh, from uh, the official cooperation register, uh, Hojin Tokibo. So it covers almost 90% of all new cooperation in Japan. 
So notably, it is important point that uh, my research covers only corporations. Uh, a majority of Japanese startups are not corporation, no corporation, but uh, sole pro pro proprietorship. Uh, but especially manufacturing sector and especially uh, so R&D firms are founded in the form of corporation or kabushiki gaisha. So um, um, my uh, research has some bias, but uh, I believe that uh, this is a correct bias to focus on the new corporations in Japan. So we checked uh, the representativeness of these uh, sample firms uh, with regard to uh, industry uh, distribution and also location, and find that um, <coughs> software firms are slightly overrepresented in our sample, but not so much. <coughs> and um, uh, we have uh, many industries in the manufacturing sector, but um, um, we found no distinct bias of industries within or across the manufacturing industries. So uh, we, <coughs> and also uh, with regard to location, uh, we found no uh, distinct bias with, uh, with regard to location. But it means that <coughs> yeah, as uh, the, the whole um, or entire entity of Japanese firms, our sample firms are concentrated on large cities or metropolitan areas. It means that uh, more than 20% of our sample firms are located in Tokyo, Osaka, or Nagoya, so in these metropolitan areas. So <coughs> interesting, or, or maybe, um, um, yeah, um, unhappily, um, our startups include also older firms, because some fir or many firms are founded as at first as a sole proprietorship, Kojin Kigyo, and then sometime they were converted or changed to corporations. In Japan, in Japan it's called Hojin Nari. So we checked this Hojin Nari uh, via our questionnaire, questionnaire survey uh, with a specific question and found that uh, about 30% um, of our respondents' sample firms were older firms. It means that uh, uh, almost 70% were the real startups which were founded after 2007. So uh, let me present some overview of uh, the uh, sample startup firms. <coughs> at first, information on uh, their founders. So the average age at startups, so when uh, the firm was founded, <coughs> uh, that is uh, seven, uh, 47 years old. Maybe this mean value is a little bit higher than uh, in the USA or some European countries. So uh, in Japan, the population is getting older, but the entrepreneurs are getting more older. Yeah, quickly older. <laughs> yeah. And indeed, indeed, uh, according to uh, um, public statistics, Shugyo Kozo Kihon Chosa, so basic survey on uh, employment census in Japan, um, about uh, one quarter of uh, new uh, self employees. So, GA Gyosha are uh, older than 60. Hmm. This is very interesting. So, um, <laughs> also, so the mean value, mean is seven, uh, 47 years old, but our sample firms, our sample founder uh, covers uh, the entrepreneurs uh, between 18 years old and 80 years old. 
So about education, <coughs> the majority of them have at least a college graduation, and some uh, part, so 70% have a graduate uh, course degrees, so master or doctor degrees. And about a quarter uh, has studied uh, some natural science or engineering uh, field. And um, <coughs> uh, about uh, one-tenth has a, as, as a, a member of a natural science uh, society. So for example, so in physics or uh, yeah, biotechnology and so on, or life science. And uh, most uh, founders have experience in the same f the relative business field. Um, hmm? Experience of 92%. Ah, it means experience of regular workforce. Sorry, experience of here. Experience of Seishain, yes. <laughs> regular workforce, 92%. And uh, yeah, about one third uh, has experience in manage manager positions in other firms. And um, so um, I was very pleased to find that um, uh, 20, at least 20 percent of the new founders uh, aim to uh, uh, IPO in, uh, in the near future or some future. But unfortunately, this percentage is going down as they have more experience in management. Or so <coughs> so um, a half of the new founders has uh, some co-founders. <coughs> so, uh, but uh, the median of the, co uh, the number of co-founders one, it means that uh, many firms were started with two uh, founders. So uh, about uh, the sub firms, so I target only the manufacturing and software sectors uh, in order to uh, focus on uh, the research-oriented uh, or R&D intensive uh, sectors. And uh, so 60% of uh, the sample firms are in the uh, manufacturing sector and others in software. And independent startups are 80%. It means that the rest 20% are subsidiaries or so affiliate companies of uh, some existing corporations. S and initial size, uh, firm size is measured as the sum of the employers and employees. So initial size at the startup uh, <coughs> was uh, uh, about six uh, persons on average. Uh, but um, at the uh, timing of the first survey, it was uh, uh, almost uh, eight persons. So uh, on average, they uh, al already grew so within uh, one or two years. Uh, so median uh, was two. It means that um, the distribution of firm size is a little bit skewed. So we have some very large startups. And um, about one third, so 35% of new firms obtained uh, some public support, so from the government, uh, at startup or later. Uh, so main, uh, mainly uh, they obtained some financial support. And about initial funding, so it is an important point uh, of the entrepreneurship study. So initial fund uh, was um, 5 million yen on average, but it differs largely between the sectors. Uh, it means that in the manufacturing sector, so where maybe uh, they need more machines or so, uh, the sub capital was on average uh, 8 million yen, whereas in software sector, well, uh, the average was uh, 3 million yen. But um, the difference is uh, quite large. 
And, and, and interestingly, and we also asked them how much money or how much start fund they wanted to have idea, uh, ideally. And also we asked actually how much money they prepared for the startup when they founded the firm. So and we found no difference, no difference in the mean of the actual and intended start capital. So, but it, it means, it means the selection bias. It means that, for example, I will start my, my business and I uh, believe that from business, I need at least 5 million yen. And when, um, if um, I cannot obtain, uh, I cannot find so much money, then I give up start, uh, starting up my, my business. So it is a uh, very, uh, uh, I can understand that uh, the, the actual or real and ideal amount of self fund is almost equal. Um, so in the next table, uh, so here, this figure shows uh, where uh, the self fund comes from. So when uh, they start a new business. So this, uh, the right, left hand side uh, I show uh, the entire sample and this is uh, the manufacturing subsample and software subsample. And you see that um, yeah, on average, 60% uh, of the startup capital is self-finance. So they are paid, uh, this is paid by the founder himself or herself. And some more come from family and friends. So this is the usual case. This is not, this not that different uh, in Germany or in other countries. So most startup capital come from self-finance or from family and friends, because um, there's a huge information asymmetry, asymmetry uh, between uh, the founders of some firms and lenders of money or investors. So nobody uh, will uh, put their uh, precious money in the firm, which is known, uh, which is uh, known by nobody. So in this table, we, have, we don't have uh, the column or information on uh, venture capital because uh, most venture capital um, uh, bring the money in a later stage, so not, not at the beginning. But here, interestingly, uh, you see some role of business angels, so private investors. They are not the family members or friends, so the third party, uh, but they, they, they are, you know, uh, their share is very small, so in general, only 3%. It means that on average, uh, their share of the fund from uh, individual or uh, private investors are so small, but um, in some firms, the private investment have large, larger share, but the share of the startups uh, that could obtain uh, investment uh, by private investors are so small. Okay, and the uh, more interesting thing is that, um, yeah, um, they obtain also uh, money from um, banks, so mostly uh, public banks. And, but you know that uh, in Japan, the only bank or public bank who lent money, who lent money to really new startups is uh, JFC, Japan Finance Corporation, yeah. And uh, here you see also the finance 
from um, private banks. Yeah. So, but it is rather, it is rather rare that they will start uh, obtain a large amount of uh, borrowing from uh, public banks, especially from mega banks. <coughs> so, um, another information is that um, we have the performance data on startups. <coughs> so, at least in the first year, um, it is not easy for them to obtain positive profit. So only a half of the new startups obtain positive profit. So for the others, the profit is zero or even minus. <coughs> and the median of the monthly sales gesho uh, is um, yeah, 2.5 million yen. This is the median. Um, and um, we have the also the information of the target or planned monthly sales. So here you see, interestingly, uh, on average, uh, they achieve larger than 90% of the target monthly sales. But of course, the distribution is quite, uh, quite large. We'll see it later in more detail. Okay, <coughs> let me come to, oh, I spent already too much, <laughs> much time. Okay, uh, it is important to show you the definition of R&D uh, firms. So in our survey, uh, we have three conditions, and we, we define <coughs> the firm, such firm, uh, these firms as R&D oriented, um, if uh, it satisfy, uh, they satisfy at least one of these the following conditions. At first, at least a manager or employee engaged in R&D when the firm was founded, or the first survey was conducted, or uh, the founder engaged in R&D before, before startup, uh, that is directly related to the current business or the founder engaged in R&D since startup. So in according to this de definition, uh, about two-thirds of the real startups uh, could be classified to R&D oriented firms. It's quite high ratio. I was surprised at first because in Japan, in the manufacturing sector, only 10% or less are classified to uh, R&D oriented firms, so that make uh, R&D expenditures. So <coughs> uh, the, the point is that um, we uh, don't measure these R&D oriented firms by the R&D expenditures, especially in startup firms or smaller firms. Um, most many firms uh, conduct R&D uh, informally, so without conducting, uh, without counting, accounting R&D expenditures. But they but they contact only so informally. So maybe by the founders <coughs> themselves. <coughs> so um, some characteristics around the oriented firms, <coughs> uh, which uh, can be better seen in this table. So <coughs> here uh, we have the comparison between the already oriented firms and other, other startups. <coughs> And you see that uh, R&D oriented firms <coughs> and the founders of the R&D uh, oriented firms <coughs> uh, have a high ratio of the graduate from natural science uh, studies and um, they are more likely uh, to, be, uh, to be members of scientific associations and the uh, high pro higher proportion uh, at R&D oriented firms 
are aimed at IPO, so initial public offering later. <coughs> and here also you see that um, at R&D firms, the ratio of founder self-finance, or uh, sorry, the amount of founder self-finance is higher than the others, and also the investment by business angels are higher at uh, R&D firms. It means that <coughs> the R&D uh, firms obtain um, higher, um, in general, uh, higher um, startup uh, funds, <coughs> also including uh, the investment uh, by business angels. <coughs> and they are more likely uh, to be independent firms, so rather than uh, affiliation, affiliate firms. And uh, here you see that <coughs> R&D firms are worse, so there's worse performance. So the ratio of post-profit firms are lower at R&D firms than others. And also the gap of monthly sales, the gap between the target and the actual uh, situation is larger at uh, R&D firms. <coughs> so, uh, the problem, so here we show problem that R&D firms perform worse. Maybe one reason is that, <coughs> so because uh, they uh, have, uh, they have to make R&D, <coughs> it takes uh, more time uh, for them to have the product to be sold. So in the first years, uh, yeah, so they have no uh, good business opportunity uh, to bring uh, profit. Maybe this is one reason. <coughs> so. Um, I went to some interviews uh, at uh, staff founders. <coughs> I learned that um, some uh, founders of startup firms, uh, which are already uh, startup firms, sell the patent. Or they play, um, yeah, so technological advisors or consultants based on their patents. <coughs> okay. Um, Sorry. Um, so uh, their annual R&D expenditures are on average 5 million yen. Uh, the median is uh, zero. It means that a majority of R&D firms do not have R&D expenditures when we conduct the first survey. So it means that a majority of firms conduct R&D activities in rather informally. However, the target, targeted R&D expenditure is much higher than threefold, uh, three times higher it means that here we see the gap. So <coughs> with regard to the uh, start funding, we find no gap between the reality and the, uh, the idea, idea situation. But here, uh, R&D funding, we have a large uh, disparity between the target and the, the actual situation. <coughs> so um, <coughs> I skip in this uh, seat and just show <coughs> In this table, and here uh, you see uh, the innovation outcomes of the founders before startup and after startup. So it doesn't change much, but here uh, I focus here their uh, their innovation performance after startups. <coughs> so um, when I conducted uh, the first survey, so it is uh, on average one year after uh, their founding foundation, <coughs> already uh, one third achieved. Uh, product innovation, uh, but only 10% of them achieved uh, process innovation. 
and 11% uh, has a patent application. And uh, as, as I see you uh, a little bit later, this percentage do not change much in the last, uh, in, the, in the following years. <coughs> uh, we also asked them <coughs> um, <coughs> about the information sources uh, for the R&D. And it is interesting to see that many of them uh, obtain useful information on R&D from their customers or suppliers, so from their business partners, or also from their competitors, the firms uh, in the same industry. <coughs> and uh, this figure shows that uh, most firms, in our sample, uh, most R&D or the firms uh, has problems, meaning that only 20% had no problems with, the, uh, with regard to R&D. The large problem was the financing R&D, yeah, as I presented you uh, earlier. But uh, also many firms have a problem or difficulty in recruiting researchers. Yeah. <coughs> um, okay, I will skip this this uh, information. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, this is also an important one. <coughs> so this uh, sheet uh, shows you the change in our activities. <coughs> Uh, between the first and the fourth survey, so uh, within three years. So how they changed uh, the R&D activity and also the innovation. So here you see that, very interestingly, the innovation activity decreased over time. So for example, the share of the firms, startup firms, uh, whose manager or employee engaged in R&D decreased from 22% to 17% and this change is statistically significant and also um, although it is not <coughs> so uh, statistically significant the average R&D expenditure also decreased over time however <coughs> this is also only the mean or average and average uh, I tell you that and uh, disparity or a distribution among the sample firms is large. So far, some firms uh, increased the, the R&D expenditure and also uh, R&D performance very much, but on average, they rather retire from R&D. So maybe because of some difficulties, as shown you, as I've shown you. <coughs> so this table shows you the uh, change of um, yeah, uh, their um, partnership or relationship with other firms or other institute over time. So between the first survey and the fourth survey. And um, interestingly, overall, the partnership uh, with other institutions did not change uh, within the three years. So it, here it is uh, just uh, noteworthy that um, their uh, dependence on business partners regarding technological advice decreased over time from 38% uh, to 27%. But their cooperation with the universe and, and the percentage of the firm, startup firms with cooperation with the universities, public research institute or business partners uh, has not changed significantly over time. It means that such firms that uh, started um, 
arranged cooperation with university uh, in the early stage remain their position or partnership over time. And um, the other time, uh, that other firms uh, hardly started a new cooperation with universities or so. <coughs> okay, um, this sheet uh, showed that, fortunately, uh, the percentage of the firms that achieved a new product, a new product development, product innovation, significantly uh, increased over time, so within three years, from 33% to 46%. It means that um, so, uh, the, the firms that achieved product innovation uh, in the last year. So um, you see that uh, it is not obvious. Um, so this uh, uh, sheet uh, shows you uh, the comparison between uh, the R&D uh, or the startups and or the establishment. Uh, this is not uh, in my original uh, sheet, but then I'll show you uh, uh, here this comparison. So um, there are sub-sample of startups. Uh, it means that uh, the firms with uh, up to two years operation, this is almost the same as my uh, uh, sample as I presented to you. Uh, but here we follow, I followed the firms three for three years from 2008 to 2010. The comparative counterpart is uh, taken from a larger database. And the survey, survey results uh, from uh, the um, NYSTEP, uh, National Institute of uh, the Science and Technology Policy, according to Ostermania. So this is comparable with uh, the community, community innovation survey uh, conducted in the European community countries. So please look at this table. And it shows that um, so established firms with R&D are, uh, on average, have, um, uh, sorry, um, the percentage of uh, R&D expenditures uh, is larger uh, for established firms than such firms. And also the R&D intensity measures the expenditure per person is larger for established firms than, uh, sorry, <laughs> larger for startups uh, uh, than established firms. <coughs> so as a whole, it, it shows that um, established firms, it means that those firms with more than two years operation, so avra on average uh, 32 years old, are more innovative uh, than startup firms. However, yeah, uh, here you see that uh, the pro productivity growth rate is much larger uh, for startups than established firms. And here you see that um, the share of firms with collaboration with universities or uh, business partners is also higher uh, for established firms than startups. But um, here I don't show uh, the result of uh, the analytical research uh, using this data set, but uh, we in uh, some paper, we show that uh, the effect of collaboration with business partners and also with universities is larger for startup firms than established firms. And um, <coughs> so we have 
still some sheets uh, on uh, so where uh, we uh, made an analysis on the determinants of innovation using this uh, sample of startup firms, but um, maybe it's time to come to conclusion. Or just just uh, uh, rapidly, I uh, <laughs> overview <coughs> uh, this one. So uh, what I made make here is uh, as follows: using the present sample of R&D oriented startups in Japan. Uh, in recent years, uh, I've conducted um, some analysis on the determinants of uh, innovation. It means that so which types of founders or which kind of firms are more likely to generate uh, product and process innovation in, uh, in later years. So, <coughs> so our basic idea is that um, the founder human capital measured by education and job experience and innovation experience is a major part or the most important resource uh, for uh, <coughs> their firm in general. And then, hmm? sorry. Okay, <coughs> but here we divide this way between the gen general human capital and specific human capital. So general human capital is <coughs> uh, those uh, which is used uh, for not only for innovation, but also for other uh, field of uh, business activities. <coughs> so we see here <coughs> uh, education in general. Uh, is uh, We uh, regard education in general as other uh, generic. And um, we regard <coughs> the innovation experience before startup in other firms is um, a major part of specific human capital. So here <coughs> we hypothesize that the genuine human capital is not directly related to innovation outcomes, but uh, their specific human capital, specific for innovation, is directly related to innovation outcomes. However, their genuine human capital, such as educational level, uh, determines uh, the R&D intensity, R&D investment, which then Uh, positively affect innovation outcomes. And using uh, some other method with the same data, so this is the result table and uh, no, some statistics. So we found such a result that, <coughs> so indeed, uh, found that education is a determinant of R&D investment of these firms and our investment uh, then uh, leads to uh, innovation outcomes, so product and process innovation, <coughs> uh, whereas uh, innovation experience of the uh, founders' new firms uh, has direct relation relationship and positive relationship to uh, innovation outcomes. So the conclusion of uh, this analysis is uh, two force uh, that um, uh, the founders' human capital affect innovation uh, by startup firms. <coughs> However, uh, partly not directly. So, uh, to the question, what types of human capital are related to innovation, uh, and, uh, and in this, uh, in which way, we can answer that uh, the role of specific and uh, human capital are different. Uh, so, while uh, specific human capital has stronger direct effect on generic uh, than uh, generic uh, human capital. Uh, 
genetic human capital, uh, such ed education, affect innovation uh, indirectly uh, by increasing uh, R&D investment. So uh, it is time to close uh, my uh, presentation, and uh, now uh, the session is open uh, for your questions or discussion. So thank you for your attention. Thank you.